is the Utskies, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 80 of my little wrestling recap show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on storyline-wise, and let you know if there's any awesome matches you should go out of your way. I give it a little three-star awards at the end of the week, awarding my three favorite matches. Generally do a little shout-outs as well because there's a lot of wrestling to go through. And on a week such as this week and last week, if there's any big pay-per-views, there are two this week. I will be having a extra episode dedicated to the pay-per-views, so both the AEW and WWE pay-per-views are going to be on a separate episode this week. So, with that being said, let's dive into this week's show. Let's start off with some predictions. So, like I said, we got two pay-per-views to go through this weekend, so let's start with WWE's. I just want to get these predictions out of the way now before the shows begin so I'm doing this on Saturday uh, early afternoon so we got six matches on the card here going up uh, we got Becky Lynch going up against Trish Stratus in a steel cage match I'm excited for this one love the return of Trish Stratus so far she's been awesome way better than I thought and uh, yeah really excited to see her get into the cage I mean Zoe Starks is more than likely going to get involved at some point. I mean, honestly, neither of these women really need the win. I would It would have been great if Zoe was in it, but Trish has been so good. So this is just kind of a fun match that I don't really... It doesn't matter to me who wins. I'll go with Trish, hoping that Zoe is going to get into it with Becky at some point. Maybe she uh, turns her back on Trish, but I doubt it. Anyway, I'll go with Trish on that one. Match two, we got the Steel City Street Fight for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the champions defending against the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I would have to imagine that Rhea and Dom are going to get be there or involved with this one as well, but this one's tough. I mean, uh, Judgment Day could really use a win because they're kind of falling apart, but I'm going to stick with my boys Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on this one. Should be a really good match. Pretty excited for this one as well. Then we got Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Championship against Raquel Rodriguez. No offense to Raquel, but I'm going 100% Rhea Ripley on this one. Then we got Rey Mysterio defending his United States Championship against Austin Theory. This one's tough. I mean, I kind of picked this one out last week that, like, Ray came out to his match. He didn't even have the United States Championship with him. So, like, I think it's really nice that Ray won it, but I don't think he really needs to keep it. I don't think he really cares all that much if he has it for a very long time. So, with this one, just for the fun of it so that there is a little uh, title shakeup, I'll put it put the title back on Austin Theory. He needs it much more than Rey Mysterio does. And maybe uh, Grayson Waller uh, comes out to help him out. And then we got LA Knight. Yeah, going up against The Miz. Just a singles match. LA Knight going 100% for this guy. Got to give him a big pay-per-view win right here. Keep his trajectory going upwards. I think he is... He's pretty primed and ready to get into a main event world title uh, situation rivalry with someone. I feel like, anyway, he's popular. He's getting big wins over big people. Even though The Miz doesn't seem like he's a big opponent, he's a great wrestler. They've had a great uh, build-up to this match where they're having some really good back-and-forth promo battles I've enjoyed. We'll talk about some of those. Going with LA Knight for this one, yeah. And then I would imagine this would be the main event. Seth freaking Rollins defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Singles match, one-on-one. Seth Rollins going in with the broken freaking back. Shinsuke is aware of it, so he's going to be keying in on that back a lot, I would imagine, throughout this match. I am hoping this is the the all-time classic for Shinsuke, you know, Seth Rollins kind of calling out, where's that New Japan Shinsuke Nakamura that we all know? And uh, he just hasn't really been there since he came to WWE. So maybe this is the match we see, like, that awesome New Japan-style Shinsuke. We've seen flashes, but maybe this is the one. Going Seth freaking Rollins on this one. I just can't see Shinsuke being the world champion. Though I've enjoyed his promos coming 
into this match. They've given him subtitles, which is great, so we've been able to understand him and take him a little bit more seriously. Though, again, I will say I still think he needs a mouthpiece. That would that would probably go a long way for Shinsuke, but going Seth freaking Rollins on that one. So that's all the matches that they have listed here. Let's go over to AEW All Out 2023. So how many matches are they going to shove onto this card? They got nine matches on this one. All right, let's just get into it. We got Eddie Kingston and Katsuro Shibata versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Tag team match right here. Going to go Blackpool Combat Club. Not going to think about that one too much. They're just... They're dominating, so I'm going to go with them. Samoa Joe defending his Ring of Honor World Television Championship against Shane Taylor. Uh, Shane Taylor, known more in the indies. I can't personally say I know much about him. I, I did look him up a little bit. I thought he was somebody else, but no, I, I, I just don't know who he is. My apologies, but with that being said, going to have to go with Samoa Joe on that one. We got Better Than You, Bebe. That's Adam Cole and MJF. They're defending their Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships against the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Johnny Hungy, baby. I would really, really like the Dark Order to get the win right here. That'd be sick. But, man, I just love the bromance and, and just, oh, it's too good between Adam Cole and MJF. Gonna have to go with them, but this could be a sleeper hit match right here. I'm expecting some good things out of that one. We got an eight-man tag team match. Bullet Club Gold, that is the Guns, Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR, and the Young Bucks. So, I mean, they were fighting in the last pay-per-view, the Bucks and FTR. Now they're teaming up together to take out Bullet Club Gold. With that being said, I think that dynamic of FTR and the Bucks, that beef, it's probably going to get in the way of them winning this match. So I'm going to go with Bullet Club Gold. Got Kenny Omega going up against Kanosuke Takeshka with Don Callis. So this is the match that I wanted for uh, All In. Is it All In? Yeah, All In Wembley. It was the tag team, but now I'm getting it. This should be. This could be the match of the show. There's going to be a lot of good matches, but this one I'm very excited about. Should be downright excellent. Going to have to go with Takeshka on this one, mostly because of the Don Callis factor. They're going to shenanigan their way into it, but... It's going to be a good match. Speaking of good match, Orange Cassidy defends his AEW International Championship against John Moxley. So, Orange Cassidy, basically a walking... He's just so hurt and battered and beaten down at this point. He's been defending that championship virtually nonstop, putting on banger and just so many great matches nonstop. And now he's going up against John Moxley, arguably his roughest, toughest opponent for that championship to date. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm going John Moxley on this one, like because just because of Cassidy being so beaten up, he had another title defense this week that really looked like it took a lot out of him. I feel like it's all lined up for John Moxley to take this championship, but I mean it's Orange Cassidy, bro. He's so freaking. He's hard to put down. I'm going Moxley. I'll go Mox. All right. I mean, Orange Cassidy deserves a break, bro. Like, good, good God. I feel so bad for him sometimes. All right. Chris Statlander, the champion. She is defending her AEW TBS championship against Ruby Soho. Going Chris Statlander, Hundy P. Ruby's going to shenanigan her way, but it's not going to be enough. Going Statlander. We got Miro going up against Powerhouse. Big Hoss match right here to just meet just meet big powerhouse men one guy's name is literally powerhouse so yeah big hoss match it's going to be uh i mean i'm not huge on big hoss matches but when they're good they're like really fun and entertaining this could be one of those going miro on this one and yeah we'll see how that one goes and then we got lucha saurus with christian christian cage versus darby allen singles match for the aew tnt championship this one's tough this one's tough because you got Christian. He is just the ultimate heel. Darby Allen can take up so much damage. Luchasaurus has had like three matches in the last year. So, I don't know. I'll go with Darby Allen. I think he should be the champion. I mean, it's been a fun little ride with Christian acting as the champion with Luchasaurus. But, I mean, how much longer can Luchasaurus just like 
be consistently getting stepped on. I, I don't like I don't like the heel Luchasaurus. Like he looks cool and everything, but he's such a good, fun, entertaining wrestler, and we just don't get to see that anymore when he was with Jungle Boy in the in the what was it, the Jungle Express or whatever the hell, Jurassic Express, whatever that tag team was. I miss Luchasaurus, so I would kind of like for him to get out of the Christian Cage situation, so put the title on Darby, why not? So those are my predictions, love to hear what you guys uh, think, even though that this is probably uh, coming out after the pay-per-views and whatnot, but still, predictions are always fun. So with that being said, let's dive into the recap Starting off with Monday Night Raw, they were in Memphis, baby. That's a big wrestling town for Jersey Shore. I don't know why I said that. I apologize. Starting off with Sami Zayn going up against Damian Priest. Starting off with a nice springboard moonsault by Sami. Priest plants Sami face. uh, Plants him face first into the table. Ow. McDonough runs down to to help Damian Priest. I apologize if my mouth... Uh, if I mess by mething up my words a little bit, I got one of those like uh, crest white strips and it's kind of fucking up with my mouth a little bit. So bear with me. McDonough runs down to help Damian Priest, hits us out of heaven, and Damian Priest picks up the W. Solid opening match. Damian shoves McDonough down, who's just trying to be friendly, trying to be cool, and Damian Priest is like, nah, nah, doesn't want anything to do with them. J.D. McDonough left all alone to get beaten up by Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Way to go. Jeez, just, McDonough's just trying to be nice, dog. We move on. It is Matt Riddle who is still buttering up Drew McIntyre to be his tag team bro. Seems to be working. Pretty funny, quick little segment right here. I'm digging it. The Miz comes out dressed as L.A. Knight. Yeah. And cuts a promo L.A. Knight style. Yeah. I mean, it was was pretty damn good. And then he starts trashing L.A. Knight, calling him generic. Ooh, I don't know about that. Nah, nah. Nice impression right here, though, from The Miz. He has... He's done a handful of really good impressions. They've actually shown... uh, I saw a compilation of all of his... um, what do you call it? Impersonations? Like, the, I think he did The Rock, John Cena. Like, he's pretty damn good at it. LA Knight right here. This might be his coup de grace. It was a really well done impersonation. Thumbs up. We got The New Day going up against the Viking Raiders for the 400th and 12th time. I'm not necessarily complaining. I'm just mentioning it. And Valhalla is out there. Also, Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle join commentary. Kofi hitting a lovely trust fall dive on the Viking Raiders. Valhalla distracts the New Day as the Raiders hit a stiff combo on Kofi. Shortly after that, Kofi gets a boot to the face and he's just getting his ass kicked at this point. Oof. And then Ivar throws Kofi into Drew and Matt Riddle. Drew blows a gasket, he starts throwing chairs and he accidentally clocks Xavier with one of these. So... This is a thumbs up because it was really funny, but also a thumbs down because apparently Xavier Woods got injured uh, with that chair shot. So, um, god damn it, man. The New Day just cannot... They have been so unlucky, man. They just cannot stay healthy. Hopefully he's fine. I didn't hear, like, necessarily the extent of the injury, but that is extremely unfortunate. Raiders hit the Ragnarok for an impressive, dominant victory over the New Day. And, of course, just such good chemistry between the two familiar teams. They fought so many times, but they just, they never let me down. It's always been good. Resilient performance from New Day. Just another really good match. Seven and a half at then. We got Finn and Damian Priest. They are arguing about JD McDonough backstage. Rhea Ripley yet again tells them to pull their shit together and figure it out. Then we get another uh, nice video tribute for Bray Wyatt. They play his old theme song with the rocking chair on the stage. Similar thing, or virtually the exact same thing that they did on SmackDown, but still very nice tribute. Thumbs up for that. We got Gunther. He comes out. He's cutting a promo. Trash-talking Chad Gable, calling his win last week a fluke. Challenges Gable to fight him for the Intercontinental title next week. Chad interrupts by shooshing the champion. And then we go into a match. It's Ludwig Kaiser with Imperium versus Chad Gable with Otis and Maxine. Ludwig with a stiff punt to Gable's chest. Ow. Moonsault to the outside by Gable, taking out Imperium. 
Chad lit, uh, hits a deadlift German suplex. Giovanni attacks Gable, ending the match in a disqualification. Boo! Imperium beat down Gable, softening him up a little bit for next week's match. Also, boo! Match was going really, really good before the shenanigans finish. Still a good match overall. 7 at 10. We move on. It is Seth frickin' Rollins. He's calling out Shinsuke to the ring. Instead, we got a video package plays instead. Seth is not impressed. He is asking, where did the Tokyo Dome Shinsuke go? And I agree. Seth goes off and then he is blindsided by Shinsuke. Good promo right here for Rollins. Fired up. Yeah, I like it. Thumbs up. We got the tag champs, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They announced it is going to be a Steel City street fight versus the Judgment Day at Payback. And that's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm hoping. I mean, uh, I wish they were. I mean, blood doesn't make the match incredible. But for me, it's it's a lovely touch. I mean, hopefully we're going to see a little bit of blood. But it's definitely going to be a fight. Speaking of fights, we got Champa going up against Bronson Reed yet again. Let's see how this one goes. Bronson jumps Champa before the bell, but it doesn't really phase Champa at all. He just goes into the match. He's totally fine. Champa hits a DDT and a knee combo. We got a near fall right there. And then an awkward cru- crucifix pin. It really kind of struggles to get it locked in. I mean, Bronson Reed is just so big. So, yeah, I kind of understand the struggle right there. But regardless, Champa takes the W in a solid quick match right here. They really do, though, need to take this rivalry to the next step. We got to get uh, false count anywhere, no disqualifications, anything like that. I'm, I'm ready to move this on to the next level or move them on to other opponents, though I do like them. Like, when they have matches, it's good. It's two very talented guys. I'm a fan of both of them. It's just, it's getting dull. Let's move it on. We got Rhea Ripley with Dom Dom. They're in the ring to cut a promo on Raquel Rodriguez. Trash talk interrupted by Raquel, who takes it to Mommy, getting the better of the champion with a wicked lariat. So, okay, we'll see how that goes. And then we play the uh, Terry Funk tribute, same as they did on SmackDown, but again, still very nice. Thumbs up for that. And now we move into the main event match. Becky Lynch versus Zoe Starks with Trish Stratus in a Falls Count Anywhere match. So, let's see if they can make Terry Funk proud. Becky immediately smacking Zoe with a kendo stick and hits a lovely dive onto Trish and Zoe. Thumbs up for that. Trish throwing chairs in the ring accidentally nails Zoe right in the face and Zoe playing it off so fantastically. She's like, oh, oh, did, are you serious right here? Made me giggle and it was just a great spot. Thumbs up for that. Trish smacks Becky with a kendo stick, but Becky turns the tables and goes to town on Stratus. Yaw. Becky nails a superplex on Zoe into a pile of chairs. Just painful. Very painful. And she, like, nailed the chairs, too. Thumbs up for that. Trish hitting a bulldog or a Stratus faction. Threw a table onto the floor on the outside. Goodness gracious. And Trish just landing flat on her butt right on the concrete floor. Just, ugh. And then we got all three women brawling on a platform. We all know where this is going. Zoe accidentally knocks off Trish. She goes crashing through a table. Zoe, in shock, eats a brutal manhandle slam off of the plat- pl- off of the platform through the table for the W. Oh my goodness. Wow. Screw the go-home formula. All three women just went all out in this match. Tables, big bumps. Making the Funker proud for sure. A much, much better hardcore match. Um, where are we? Where are we? Um, I really liked how Zoe was yelling at the crowd that they don't deserve a table, but then they just got like, what, three table spots? So that was good. Much better homage to the hardcore legendary Funk. This match was dope. Like I said, big spots, hard hitting, very entertaining. I mean, you, you even got like, it was basically... Basically a handicap match because Trish was getting rather involved, but she also got her ass kicked. She took big spots. Very entertaining. Eight and a half at then. This was fantastic. And a very impressive go-home Raw this week, especially that main event. Just fuck it kind of mentality. We're going for it. And the quality wrestling, especially, like I said, that main event was dope. And I enjoyed the segments, especially The Miz imitating L.A. Knight. Yeah, 7.5 out of 10 for Raw this week. Well done. 
We'll go to NXT now. They're in, they're in Florida, where they always are. Steel Cage match starting off NXT this week. It is the Dyad with the Schism versus the Creeds, who are fighting for their contracts to come back to NXT. So they've been gone for, like, what, three weeks or something? They, they lost a match, and the loser leaves NXT match. Here they are three weeks later battling to come back. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Let's get into the match. We start off with Brutus... Beaten and taken away, leaving Julius Creed all alone in the cage for a two-on-one. Rut-row. Doesn't really matter, because Julius just goes to town all by himself, simultaneously one-hand powerbombing and applying an ankle lock on the dyad at the same time. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, man, I miss these guys. Thumbs up. Dyads start to take over with the numbers game. Schism members flying all over the stage as Brutus returns. And he is hulked up, brother. Gacy runs away with the key to the cage. Brutus says, no problem. He just rips the whole freaking door off the cage. And then he starts beating the shit out of the dyad with the steel cage door. Like, oh my god. Yet again, I miss these guys. Thumbs up. Creed's with an awesome cannonball doomsday device. Double lariats or double clothesline pins and wins. Creed's getting reinstated to NXT with that victory. And welcome back indeed for the Creed's. My goodness. Julius with uh, absolute beast mode performance like he always does. Brutus, absolute hulking performance. I mean, I like that. I mean, fuck, they just both look fantastic. Dyad selling their souls in this match. Wish they got in a little bit more offense. They kind of looked weak in this match. But, I mean, it's the Creeds. They're pretty awesome. So, semi-understandable. And, man, oh, just so great to have the Creeds back. Uh, 8 out of 10. This was dope. We move on. It is NXT champion Carmelo Hayes. And the tag champions, Dawn and Stax. Oh, they are greeted by the Street Profits. Whoa. And then, out of nowhere, a women's brawl breaks out behind them. And everyone's like, alrighty then. We move on to the Global Heritage Invitational Tournament. So, we're having ourselves a tournament, baby. And, man, some of these tournaments, like, they, they basically helped get me, like, way back into wrestling. Some of those Cruiserweight Classic Invitationals. The Oh, man, there was some... I love tournaments. So, let's get into this. We got... So, the rules of this tournament are to gain the most points in the tournament. You got a 12-minute time limit in the matches. Pin or submission gets you two points, a draw gets you one point, and a loss gets you nothing. So, the first match in the tournament, we got Butch going up against Charlie Dempsey. Like, oh, on paper, this is like, mm, so good for me. I am a fan of, well, huge fan of Butch. And Charlie Dempsey, I, he's he's kind of like the one I have my eye on. I'm expecting big things out of this guy. Let's see how we do. We got Butch. He is reversing a super backplex super backplex landing on his feet good lord hits the better end pinning Dempsey for the W and he collects two points just a really solid technical style match nice to see my boy Butch back in NXT I would love for him to be called Pete Dunn again I never liked the Butch thing but man I feel like I feel like he Butch needs to come back to NXT man he needs another full run with a championship and like everything like that that would be really nice but man i love him in the brawling brutes goddamn hard anyway we move on it is Ilya dragonov he cuts a promo quickly interrupted by no amdar in the metaphor they start chirping dragonov or a mensa steps into the ring with dragonov and they get it on king they're getting it on mensa after eating a few punches from Ilya dragonov he runs away i don't blame him Decent little segment right here. And then we move on to a women's tag team match. Lola Vice and Electra Lopez versus Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan. Lopez hits a roundhouse kick, picking up a quick W. So, I mean, yeah, not much to say, but, I mean, Vice and Lopez hopefully hopefully becoming a good, consistent, solid addition to the women's tag team division. I think they can make a good tag. Um, they just don't get to see them very often. And then... Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan. I don't know. I feel like this has to be leading up to a fallout with Dana Brooke, like, turning on Kalani and Kalani beats up Dana Brooke, gets her over or something. Uh, I hope this isn't a tag. I don't really want that. But anyway, we'll move on. It's Trick and Carmelo. They're chatting backstage. 
Mello asking trip uh, trick for tips. That's a tough one. Mello asking trick for tips on Ilya Druganov. Things get a little tense between the two buddies, and then Carmelo just moves on. So yeah, we're still kind of teasing that dynamic, like a little bit of a jealousy. We'll see how that goes. They're still kind of slowly building that. We got Dijak going up against Eddie Thorpe. Eddie gets tossed hard into Booker T's chair. Thankfully, Booker T escaped the chair this time, so there you go. Still a good spot, though. That It looked painful. I'll give it a thumbs up. Dijak misses with a chair shot, but hits Thorpe with a belt behind the referee's back. Takes Eddie's head off with a discus boot to the face and picks up the W. Really riding the lines of the rules in this match, man. Like, oh, they really should have just had a street fight, I think. But maybe that'll be the next match. Again, I'm asking what happened to that underground thing. I kind of liked it, but oh well. It was a good, pretty solid little brawl right here. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I kind of like this. Dijak and Eddie Thorpe. I like the mix. I mean, Dijak's been fantastic with everyone. Eddie Thorpe, I kind of only liked him so far with Dijak. So I I guess you're going to have to keep them together for a little bit longer. We move on. Braun Breaker is chatting with Baron Corbin. Braun wants a thanks. Braun wants a thank you from Baron for saving him last week. Corbin says, "Nana." Uh, decent little segment right here. We move on, and then we have a very, very strange moment. Garza and Humberto have strange dreams, and they both wake up with like scratches on their chest. Very strange. Uh, apparently, it's like awakening. The the intensity out of the two, I don't know what the fuck this was. Very strange. Moving on. Global Heritage Invitational Match. We got Joe Coffey with Gallus going up against Nathan Frazier and his hairline. Frazier, <laughs> Frazier dives to the outside, not getting all of that. Coffey takes a gnarly splat on the floor. How you doing? Frazier missing the Phoenix Splash. Coffee nails a discus clothesline, picking up a pinfall for two points. Solid match. I mean, maybe it's because of this 12-minute time limit that they're... I mean, they have 12 minutes, but the matches seem to be kind of short. They're solid. I just wish they would go a little bit more, a little bit more back and forth. But, um, yeah, honestly, a little... Not, like, a letdown. I was just kind of expecting a little bit more out of these uh, Heritage Invitational matches so far. But, yeah, solid. We got Thea Hale. She is skipping class at Chase U because she's hanging out with that Jezebel, J.C. Jane. And and, and and is she turning my Thea Hale into a baddie? Interesting. I mean, I kind of like this bad attitude Thea Hale right here. I feel like it's just going to be a little detour for her and she'll find her way back. But she's got to get her. She's got to make her point against freaking uh, Mr. Chase because he was being a dick, throwing in the towel, costing her a championship. You got to figure that one out. Moving on, it is the main event. Number one contender's fatal four-way match for the women's championship. Gigi Dolan versus Roxanne Perez versus Blair Davenport versus Kiana James. We got Kiana. She hits a moonsault off of the barricade. Perez comes in hot with a dive right after that. That was a sick spot. I mean, Kiana, man, she just continues to impress me. Like... Goddamn, thumbs up for that. GG drop kicks Belair or Blair right in the face. Ouch. GG with a mean looking STO on Blair. GG and Perez battling it out. Kiana swoops in on Perez and GG picking up a huge surprise victory. Whoa, that was an excellent freaking match. Awesome performances all around. Freaking start to finish chaotic pace good spots i mean like i said kiana man jeez she is really good everyone really laying in their shit thick man it was pretty stiff like it was it was good i really enjoyed this match eight and a half out of ten and i think it's pretty cool that gg is getting the 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 chance right here she's probably not going to win but i think she can use an opportunity hopefully they have a really good back and forth match make gg look good because honestly ever since toxic attraction broke up uh her and jc jane had kind of been struggling to find a spot on this roster so this could be a really good uh, moment for her this was a great match and a great nxt this week uh, kicking off the tournament in solid fashion not great fashion i was expecting more but it wasn't bad or anything 
opening and main event matches were fantastic. Segments were a little bit hit and miss, but I enjoyed this NXT. 8 out of 10. Well done. Alright, and finishing up the WWE shows with SmackDown. They were in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and John freaking Cena is in the building. He kicks off the show, cutting a promo, hyping up the crowd, and of course thanking everybody because he's such a freaking nice guy. Thumbs up. And then Jimmy Uso interrupts the good times, asking John, what the hell are you doing here taking up Jimmy Uso time? Jimmy starts comparing Cena to Roman Reigns because they are both selfish douchebags. Cena cuts deep saying the wrong Uso quit. Jimmy looks like he's about to cry. Then he tries to kick John Cena's head off. Nah, nah. Instead, John Cena hits the FU to Jimmy. Cena must pose and a fun opener for SmackDown. Thumbs up. Love John Cena, baby. We got Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. They're interviewed backstage. And they aren't jealous at all about John Cena hosting Payback. They are the best tag team ever, and they're going to beat everybody, so on and so forth. I personally would prefer The Miz and Grayson Waller as a team, but, I mean, Austin Theory is a pretty darn good substitute for, like, the ultimate douchebag tag team. So, yeah, let's see how the ultimate douchebags do against Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar with Selena Vega versus Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, ultimate douchebag team. Santos assisting Rey Mysterio hitting a dive on Theory and Waller onto the outside. Love it. Theory takes out Santos. Grayson nails a rolling stunner. And Team Douchebag Waller and Theory pick up a big W. Santos saving Rey from a Theory cheap shot, costing them the match, but... I mean, I don't think it's going to cause them to break up or it's going to be any drama in the LWO or anything. Just a solid solid standard WWE tag team match right here. We move on. It's Jimmy Uso. He is being just king douchebag on this show. He's backstage, interrupts Mia Yim, who's just trying to have a conversation with Adam Pearce. Later, Mia Yim is venting to the OC. And they just don't give a damn. They're just like, oh, whatever. But then AJ Styles shows up, and guess what? He freaking cares. And he's going to find Jimmy Uso and teach him some respect. I like this. Pretty good. We got Bobby Lashley. He's in the ring, giving his blessing to the Street Profits. Brings them out, dressed up in nice suits and everything. Street Profits thank Bobby for all of the success. And then they leave. But as they leave, they get met by the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They have a little bit of a stare down with each other. Ooh, I kind of, that would be a good little rivalry right there. I'm still like, what are we doing with the Profits? Like with Bobby Lashley, are they going to go heel? Because if you're going to have them go into Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, two babyface teams going up against each other, like... It's going to be weird if the Profits go heel. It's going to be interesting. It could be really good because um, Montez is such a good mouthpiece. He could be an unreal heel. It's just something I have not really seen any of that from him just yet. But I would be very interested to see what the Street Profits in a heel role would be like in the WWE. But we move on. Uh, We got a match. It is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going up against Wilder and Del Toro of the LWO. Del Toro was some really impressive rope work. He, like, slides in between the ropes. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. Quite impressive. They got the ooh from the crowd. That was awesome. But Kevin Owens shut that shit down with a wicked pop-up powerbomb. We got a haluva kick from Sammy. Stunner and the tag team champs picking up a quick W. Solid tune-up match for the champs. LWO would be another really strong option for a rivalry. They could have some great matches. I mean, they don't really have the mouthpiece in the LWO. Like, Santos is good. He's not, like, amazing. I prefer when he's heel. Rey Mysterio, he's just a legend. But, I mean, never really been a great mouthpiece. So, I mean, Selena's pretty good. Selena's a good mouthpiece, but... um, yeah, we'll see. I would I would like that dynamic Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus uh, Del Toro and Wilder for uh, a tag team championship match. That would be a banger. Moving on, AJ Styles. He finally finds Jimmy Uso. They get in each other's face. And then Solo Sokoa blindsides Styles out of nowhere. He goes, Bleh! makes this outrageous sound. It was hilarious. 
Solo tells Jimmy he's out of the bloodline when they say he's out of the bloodline. Jimmy goes, oh, and he storms off. Whoa, man. That was, I again, it's like, do you want him in or you want him out? I don't, I don't know what's going on. And poor AJ just lays there and goes, oh, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, jeez. Moving on, it's The Miz. He comes out yet again, trash-talking L.A. Knight. This time, the real L.A. Knight comes out. Crowd goes absolutely nuts. Yeah. Knight making fun of The Miz for always acting like other superstars because he sucks. Miz fires back. They brawl a little bit. Miz cheap shots Knight and walks off. Nana! Knight chases down the Miz, gets a little whooping on him before security breaks it up. This was a great little promo battle between two very capable talkers. Yeah, and yeah, man, I mean, the match, I mean, this talking segment is probably going to be better than the match, but again, the Miz, very underrated wrestler nowadays. I think he's really good in the ring. Not great, but very, very capable. I think it's going to be just a really solid, good match. But it could surprise me. We'll see. Yeah. Moving on. Bailey with damage control going up against Shotzi, who has her hair done with an impre- just a crazy amount of mini spikes in her hair. I really dig the look. I don't know how she got all those little spikes. Like, I swore her head was like shaved down to like the nub and now all of a sudden she's got like little liberty spikes i mean her hair must grow at an incredibly fast rate anyway moving on to the match Shotzi hits a nice senton dive to the outside on bailey bailey looking for assistance asks eo for her championship so she can clock Shotzi in the face with it charlotte comes out says nana she shuts that shit down and shoves bailey to the ground Shotzi nails a Fisherman DDT for the big win over Bailey. I mean, yeah, a solid start for Shotzi. That's a huge win. Bailey, a former champion, whatnot. Yes, she needed a minor assist from Charlotte. She didn't really do all that much, but yeah, big win for Shotzi. She got a nice new look. Personally, I think she's got too much black going on. I was like, yo, if you can get some green highlights in her hair, maybe some green back in the outfit, because it's just way too much black going on. But I dig the hair. The hair's good. And an okay match. We move on. It's main event time. Solo Sokoa versus AJ Styles, who has a vendetta. Paul Heyman showing up just in the nick of time to distract AJ Styles. Jimmy appears, grabs AJ, tripping him up, allowing Solo to nail a Samoan spike on AJ, picking up the W. Classic AJ Styles, freaking damn near perfect performance, so good. Kind of stiff, stiff match, I mean, both guys were laying it in, and yeah, just a really good back and forth match. It doesn't sound like it, but there was like a lot of shenanigans, and AJ Styles just, back to AJ Styles, it looked like he was... Maybe falling into a little bit of a rut there, but this match, I was like, oh, that's that's my boy. That's AJ Styles. He's doing all the moves. He's flipping around fast, clean, so clean. Everything he does is flawless. Selling, so good. Fuck yeah. Nice to see AJ Styles back and, and running on all cylinders. 7.5 out of 10 for this match. Really good stuff. Solo Sokoa almost ends Jimmy Uso, but Paul Heyman calls him off at the last second. Jimmy kicks AJ's head off as Paul and Solo leave. They're just like standing there looking confused because Jimmy is just going on a rampage, man. He's like out of control. And I'm honestly quite surprised that the OC doesn't come out. Like Mia Yim doesn't come out to help AJ who was defending her honor. Like poor AJ is just out there all by himself. Fuck the OC, man. They suck. And this was a really solid SmackDown. I enjoyed this one. Six and a half out of ten. And let's go over now to AEW. We'll start off with Dynamite. They were back in Chicago, their their home base. I think this is the exact arena where they had their first all-out or all-in. One of their big first major shows took place at where they're at in this show tonight. So, Chicago, what do we got? It's John Moxley kicking off the show against Commander. Oh, baby. Commander goes for the rope walk 450 splash, but gets the knees from Moxley instead. Moxley hits a spike pile driver. Commander kicks out of that. This only angers John Moxley. He chokes out Commander, applies the armbar, and Commander forced to tap out. 
Commander showing off more than just the high flying in this match. He was throwing hands with Moxley. I mean, he's nowhere near as good at throwing hands as Moxley, but he tried. He did try, and this was a good opening match. 7 out of 10. Then we got a very sad Tony Storm. She is interviewed about what went down at Wembley Stadium. Well, she lost, so she's very upset. She flips out. She's repeating that she can't trust anybody. And then she throws a shoe at Renee because she can't trust the shoe either. I mean, fantastic stuff. Thumbs up. We got Chris Jericho. He cuts a promo. Chris is happy about the success of Wembley, but also sad about his treatment to his bro, Sammy Guevara. So Chris brings out Sammy to apologize to him. They shake hands and all is well. Until they start bickering over who's responsible for the loss, their placement on the card, and all that shit. Sammy gets all heated. Jericho tries to cool things down. And he's like, how about re- we-, we reunite the sex gods? Guevara is satisfied with this offering. Oh boy. So could this potentially lead up to Jericho versus Guevara at Wembley 2024? I mean, that is a year away, so... Probably not, but that would be some crazy booking. You bring back the sex gods that go on a little run, but throughout the whole thing, there's that tension, and then it like leads to Wembley. That'd be a lot of fun. But again, that's a year away, so that, that'd be tough to pull off. We move on. We got the New Japan Strong Championship. Eddie Kingston defending his championship against Wheeler Yuta. Eddie and Yuta still pretty worn down from their stampede match at Wembley. No doubt, but uh, Eddie a little bit more so. He had a, he, He's pretty banged up. Eddie hitting a rare dive to the outside. That was awesome. Hard, hard face flaps traded by both men. Eddie hitting a spinning back fist. Puts Yuta down to retain the championship. I like this match. Good mix of strong style and technical wrestling. Eddie, as always, super duper intense and a good match. 7 out of 10. We got Claudio. He appears walking around the ring. Doesn't really do anything, but are we setting up for Kingston versus Claudio soon? Is it going to be for his Ring of Honor title for title, maybe? Just for the Japan? So many questions. We move on. Sammy Guevara shuts down Don Callis backstage, who's trying to recruit him as well. So, fuck off, Don Callis. No one likes you. We move on. Adam Cole, he's cutting a promo, baby, but he gets interrupted by Roddy Strong, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven of the Kingdom. The Kingdom call Cole a leech. Roddy is going to enter the tournament and beat MJF for the title. Cole tells Roddy he's nuts. And yeah, I mean, Roddy, Roddy Strong right now just going full like teenage tantrum mode right now. He's just whining about everything why it's, it's pretty good i it's not bad we move on trio's tag team match chris statlander karushita and am i missing someone and emmy sakurai hold on someone's missing brit oh and brit baker gotcha trio's tag statlander Karushita and Britt Baker versus Emi Sakurai, Marina Shafir, and Nyla Rose. I was like, why Why is Emi Sakura tagging with Statlander? That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, moving into the match. Britt again with the friendly fire on Shida. No problem. Statlander goes beast mode. Hits a Wednesday night fever because it's Wednesday. Hits that on Marina Shafir for the W. Very good performance right here for Statlander. She's like, fuck it, I'll just do it on my own. No problem. And I really enjoy Emi Sakura. I wish... I mean, she shows up a decent amount, but she's really entertaining. And then we got, like, the... Like, they didn't really get into it or anything in this match. But again, freaking Britt Baker hitting Sheeta. Is that going to lead into... It's got to lead into something at some point soon. So that could be a lot of fun. And then after the match, Ruby Soho attacks Chris Statlander. And that's probably setting up Ruby Statlander for the TBS Championship. I believe that's on the card. So, yes, that will be that. We got Don Callis yet again. Now with Takeshka, they're scouting out Kenny Omega's weak spots, setting up for their match at All Out. Okay. And now we got the acclaimed. They have a scissor ceremony with a massive pair of scissors, a rap, a very good rap. It made me giggle. And they welcome us to the House of Ass, making fun of the House of Black. That's good shit. 
Team colors are pink, of course, and they also have new Trio's championship belts. They're rocking a pink strap, and at the back, they connect in scissor fashion. I mean, wow. That is fucking awesome. Double thumbs up for those championships. They're sick. We move on. It is main event time. International championship match. Orange Cassidy defending versus Penta. Oh, my God. Penta catches Orange in a military press and then just hums him into the barricade. Like, oh, my God. So many things with this. A, ouch. That hurts like a son of a bitch. But, whoa. Penta just catching and holding Orange up in a military press. Impressive strength right there. Double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Orange prevents Penta locking in the armbar by getting his hands in his pockets. There's that Orange Cassidy comedy. Orange and Penta have a Canadian destroyer off. I think it's Orange hits one first. Penta bounces back up, hits him with one. Orange bounces back up, hits him back. Excellent. Thumbs up for that. Penta nails a fear factor onto the apron. Orange gets his hand on the ropes. Penta hits another vicious fear factor. Cassidy yet again kicks out. Oh my god. He pops up, catches Penta, who is just fucking baffled that Orange Cassidy just kicked out of a fear factor again. Snags him in a crucifix, and Orange Cassidy sneaking out yet another successful defense. Holy jumping, man. You could I just feel exhausted for Orange Cassidy, man. Great performance from both men. Penta throwing absolutely everything that he had. Orange just maybe a little bit too much. Like, insanely resilient performance. Like, those fear factors, that should have put him away with all the matches that he did. But, I mean, it just goes to show how fucking... How big Orange Cassidy is. I mean, he's, he's tough to put down. Great match. 8 out of 10. And then we get an Orange Cassidy promo. Pretty rare right here. He is talking, and quite a bit. He says he's understandable. Understandably, he says he is very tired, but he won't give up the championship without a fight. He's just going to keep fighting. He's going to beat Moxley at All Out. Really awesome fired-up promo. Thumbs up. And then John Moxley comes out. Orange Cassidy slaps him in the face. Moxley flips him off. And then they just leave. No fight. So they're going to save it for All Out. I dig it. Very well done. Go home show. Heading into All Out. Great matches. I mean, this is why I'm, I'm, I would totally understand Orange Cassidy losing to Moxley. I mean, he just had this crazy match against Penta. He was just in that fucking stampede match. He's defended the title a hundred times this year. Like, uh, the dude needs a break, but oh my god, I'm very excited. Seven and a half out of ten for this dynamite. We move on to Rampage. They're in Hershey as well, and they're starting off with a tag team battle royale for a shot at the titles. We got the Hardys and the Best Friends. They have a delete and hug off. That was pretty entertaining. Action Andretti tries a a springboard, which is never a good idea in a battle royale. Aussie Open, teach him a lesson. They shove him off of the ropes. He goes crashing into the guardrail. That looked painful. We got Johnny Hungy, Best Friends, and Aussie Open. They are the final three teams still alive. Reynolds catches Johnny Hungy, keeping him alive, throws him back into the ring. Trent eliminates Ozzy Open all by himself. Hungy strikes right after that, throwing Trent over and wins the battle royale for the Dark Order. Oh baby, Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds, they get a shot at Adam Cole and MJF for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles at All Out. And, yeah, just a fun, funny opening battle royale. You got that comedy little spot there with the best friends and the Hardys. Some hard-hitting freaking eliminations with Action Andretti. Yeah, I like this. Uh, Seven and a half out of ten. And I, I like that the Dark Order get the win. I would, like I said, I would like for them to win the titles, but... Man, I, I, I think I just, I'm just happy either way. If the Dark Order gets it, I'm happy for them. They deserve some, some gold, even if it's Ring of Honor gold. I, it doesn't matter to me. 7 out of 10, like I said, yeah. Moving on, Nick Wayne and Viking Co. teaming up together. That's a fun team. Versus Gringo, Loco, and Kip Sapien with Penelope Ford. Sabian hits a nice springboard, moonsault, and then Gringo nails Wayne with a top rope Spanish fly. How you doing? Vikingo hits a avalanche poison Rana. Holy crap. 
Wayne hits a dive onto Kip. 630 splash by Vikingo puts away Loco for the W. Holy crap, just a lots of impressive high flying going on in this one. I really like Gringo. I've never seen this guy before. I like that debut. He was doing some fun high flying stuff. He kind of looks like a biker, like doesn't look like but he he wrestles like a luchador, but he dressed like a It's weird. It's it's interesting. It's different. And then Viking going and Viking go and Wayne. That's a fun tag team. Don't think we're going to see them stick around. It's just a uh, kind of a throw in until Darby Allen can feel his spine again but this was a good match seven and a half out of ten we got hangman Adam Page going up against Brian Keith hangman nails a buckshot for the W Keith not willing to get squashed in this one he did get in some offense but basically a squash match it was okay we got Menard, Parker, and Garcia. They have a very funny interview with poor freaking Renee back there. Oh, my God. She was just trying to hold it together. Garcia's, like, doing his weird dance grind on her. Spectacular. Thumbs up for that. We got Roderick Strong continues acting like a baby, walking out of an interview with Renee. I mean, jeez, just a freaking rough night here for Renee. Give that woman a raise. I mean, jeez. We move on to the main event. Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale versus Taya, Valkyrie, and Anna Jay. So Taya now is rocking this, like, mustard yellow hair. I don't know how I feel about it. It's uh, it's different. Valkyrie setting up a road to Valhalla. Anna Jay misses a kick. Clocks her own partner in the face. Whoopsie-daisy. Code Blue from Sky pins and wins. Solid main event match. Anna Jay and Taya actually worked pretty good as a tag team together until Anna accidentally kicked her in the face. Blue and Willow also could be a good tag team right there. I, I think that actually would be one I wouldn't mind sticking. I mean, Willow is just so fired up and, and exciting all the time. Sky Blue, she's finding her way. Um, she's starting to grow on me more and more. She's starting to get more popular, especially whenever she's in Chicago, because she's from there, and they're always in Chicago. I think they're actually in Chicago. I, I, I don't, uh, it doesn't matter. Pretty damn solid rampage this week, just kind of not like they're slightly got out of the squash match, but just get rid of it. Six and a half out of ten for rampage. And now we finish it off in style with Collision in Chicago, and we are not going to have a Chicago guy here anymore because Tony Khan announces that CM Punk has been fired. Oh, and this is not storyline, y'all. This is real. (laughs) CM Punk is legitimately fired. And this is stemming from the incidents at All in Wembley between CM Punk and Jack Perry. Apparently, they got into it backstage backstage. in between their matches and stuff and apparently I'm hearing that CM Punk also like made a run at Tony Khan and yelling at him and all that stuff yelling that he quits and all that just yikes man just a ugly ugly situation you done goofed up again CM Punk like you got another chance like I thought he was done after the first incident they gave him a whole fucking show for himself collision and then he fucked up again and now he's gone hopefully this time for good and me honestly good riddance man like just I'm done with it I was done with it last time after he made his big fucking incident with the young bucks and everything and just it's not worth it it wasn't worth it like it was nice to have him return and everything but all the drama and the problems that he brings along with him it's just not dude we don't they don't need it they don't need CM Punk and honestly it's been like collision at the beginning it wasn't selling out and I don't know I think just Forget the CM Punk thing. Try your best to move on from this. It's going to be a minute. Like a, It's definitely going to leave a stain on the company a little bit. But they made the right decision. It's a tough decision. Like I said, they're in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown. They always go nuts when CM Punk is there. They have the upcoming pay-per-view in Chicago as well. And he won't be on it anymore. He was scheduled to fight Ricky Starks as well. And, well, they'll fix that in a second. So... Curious to hear what y'all think about CM Punk. Are you disappointed? Are you happy that he's gone? Are you pissed off? Let me know what you think about CM Punk. Me, I'm just... Just get him get him out of here. I'm done. I'm done. So, now uh, Ricky Starks needs a new opponent. So, Ricky the Dragon... Or, sorry, no. Ricky in the ring. He's cutting a promo. He challenges Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to a strap match. 
The dragon beelines to the ring like he just, oh, I'm coming, motherfucker. Fantastic. The dragon cuts a promo of his own, delivers a contract to Ricky for a strap match. Ricky Starks versus the dragon. Starks says, sweet. He fucking signs that bitch up. And then Steamboat tells Starks, it's a different dragon he's going to be fighting. And out comes Brian Danielson. Oh, oh, baby. Fantastic return. I mean, this is, you know, this is what you're supposed to do when a match falls through. You got to try and make it a better match. And now it's Ricky Starks versus Danielson. I'll take that over CM Punk any day of the week. So a interesting way to open up the show. We move on somehow. Moxley cuts a promo on Orange Cassidy. Just good, classic John Moxley promo. Thumbs up. We got a trio's tag team championship match. The Acclaimed are defending their titles versus Danny Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange. We got Garcia. He's being an absolute goofball to Daddy Ass. Daddy teaches him a lesson by shoving his junk into Danny's face. How you doing? Jake Haggard runs down without a bucket hat to assist Garcia and friends. Daddy Ass gets the hot tag, nails a fame esser. We got the arrival, Mike drop from the acclaim, pin and retain their trio's titles for the first time. Entertaining match. Uh, in the ring, it was just kind of fine. It was more entertaining than like technically sound in the ring, but it was good. It was fine. Champs scissor together with their new custom championships championship belts with the scissors on the back. It's oh, it's so freaking cool. That's one of the like most awesome customizations for a championship belt I've ever seen. Moving on, we got Ozzy Open, Fletcher and Davis going up against Nick Wayne and Commander. Oh baby. Wayne, a house of fire off of a hot tag. He nails a beautiful sliced bread and a frog splash. And then Davis starts manhandling bitches. He manhandles Commander, throws him up for this wicked freaking pop-up pile driver. Like, whoa, that thing was gnarly. Thumbs up for that. Wayne caught mid-flight. He gets hit with the Coriolis and Ozzy open pick up the W. Man, Ozzy's just uh, experience as a team together was pretty much the difference in this one. High spots in this match were fantastic. That fucking pile driver was mm, ah, so freaking good. And Wayne, crazy good for 18 years old, man. It just, it's still, it blows my mind. He's only 18. He's so faced and he hits hard too. Like I like it. Seven and a half out of 10, really good match. Nick Wayne is upset that Darby forgave A.R. Fox and at Wembley or whatever. Allen arrives and explains the history between him and A.R. Fox. Darby wants Wayne to move on and be in his corner for All Out. Then Father of the Year Christian and Luchasaurus interrupt so Christian can be an ultra-mega dick to Nick Wayne. Wanting to slide into Nick Wayne's uh, mom's DMs this time. So last last time he was trash-talking his dead dad, and now he's making fun of his mom. This is crazy. Christian, goodness gracious, the ultimate heel work. Thumbs up. And now the show gets a little bit more weird. So Tony Schiavone introduces Chicago Bulls legend Dennis Rodman, everybody. Wow, uh, he's here. Jeff Jarrett and crew, they run down to interrupt Rodman's moment. Jarrett wants Rodman to start rolling with him and his homies. Dennis rips up his shirt a little bit. Can't quite get the whole thing ripped up. I'm guessing that means a no from Rodman. Then he gets swarmed by Jared and his cronies, but then the acclaim arrive for the save. Daddy Ass lays down a challenge to Jared and his cronies for a title match at All Out with Rodman in their corner. So, yeah, I mean, they're in Chicago, so, I mean, they got Dennis Rodman. I mean, he's he's cool. I He's fucking interesting. I'll give him that. Um, weird. Uh, it'll be fine. It's going to be interesting. Dennis Rodman's probably going to stand there. He might slap a bitch and be done with it. Get a paycheck and go home. We got a trios tag match. It's the Outcast versus Britt Baker, Sheeta, and Statlander. I feel like I've seen this match already. Sheeta wrecked by a brutal storm hip attack. That thing is oh, so brutal. Baker laying into Ruby with a bunch of forearm smashes. Soraya sprays Baker in the face with spray paint. No future from Ruby and the Outcast steal yet another W with shenanigans. 
some stiffness in there, but as usual, the outcast shenanigans just kind of annoys me and takes me out of the match. It was meh. Now we got pup 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 powerhouse Hobbs. He is met by Miro. They have a little preview brawl before their match at All Out. Eh, that should be exciting. I mean, I thought they were just going to have the match. I was like, what the hell's going on? Looked like they were having a match, and then they just brawled a little bit. So, yeah, just a little teaser. Got Orange Cassidy. He cuts another rare promo, hyping up his match versus Moxley. Really good shit right here. And now we move to the main event. Jay White with the Bullet Club versus Dax Harwood with Cash Wheeler. White and Dax trading heavy chops. Jay takes a superplex. Reverses the super backplex, though. Dax counters a Blade Runner onto, uh, holding onto the ropes. Then he hits this gnarly slingshot powerbomb. Yummy. Locks in a sharpshooter, but the Bullet Club distract. White hits a Blade Runner on the outside. Dax, Dax, back in the ring, almost steals it with an inside cradle. Jay White hits another Blade Runner, picks up the W. Real good mix of old school and new school in this match. Hard-hitting strikes. Good back and forth. Good fight. 7.5 out of 10. Then you got the Bullet Club. They attack FTR after the match. Out come the Young Bucks for the save. Bucks want to shake hands with FTR, but they say... Nana. So the Bucks wouldn't shake their hands last week, and now FTR won't shake their hands. They need to team up at the pay-per-view uh, tomorrow. So yeah, that's probably not going to go very well, and that's the end of the show. And I mean, hard to say with that opening of firing of CM Punk. I mean, I personally like it. I'm good with it. I didn't. I didn't think CM Punk was all that great anyway. Coming back, he's not that good in the ring anymore. His promo skills are still good, but it's not like he's he's not at the prime anymore of his promos. It's just, I'm good with it. I'm fine with him being gone. He had some good matches in there, and yeah, I mean, some good promos. They're just setting up for their pay-per-view, so they're not going to go too crazy. But the main event was pretty solid as well, Harwood versus Jay White. Going to give it a 7 out of 10 for Collision this week, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the... The show basically made for CM Punk is going to go now with its direction. Like, I thought they were starting to get a bit of traction with Collision and things were starting to get some momentum. And now Punk is gone. So that's essentially their main ingredient gone. So what guy's going to replace him? Is it Daniel Bryanson's show now? Is it is it going to be Hangman's show? Is it what? What's it going to be? Very interested to see how the landscape of... AEW and Collision is going to be now without CM Punk, hopefully, and I would imagine it's going to be for the better. <clears throat> CM Punk is just not a good locker room guy. He's just doesn't get along with people. He doesn't like people very much. So, I mean, he has great abilities and in, in storytelling and whatnot, but it's just not worth it anymore. So with that being said, let's move on to the three stars of the week. I missed a major one last week. This is this is embarrassing. But I forgot to mention the NXT Championship match last week between Wesley and Carmelo Hayes. That could have been, probably should have been the first star of the week uh, from last week's episode. My apologies to Wesley and Carmelo Hayes, but a special, special shout out to y'all. And a special shout out to Soraya, Britt Baker, Tony Storm, and Sheeta for their four-way match at Wembley. That was a really, really well done four-way match. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought, I mean, with hindsight being being there, it's kind of obvious that um, Soraya was going to win that. But I personally didn't see it coming. Um, but I really enjoyed that match. Good enough for a shout-out this week. And admittedly, this is basically an all-Wembley three stars this week because it was just, there were some bangers on that show. So third star this week goes to MJF versus Adam Cole at Wembley for their AEW title match. The storyline, the bromance... The fact that they didn't pull the trigger is is quite kind of refreshing a little bit. And it was just a really awesome match. Good enough for the third star. Second star goes to FTR versus the Bucks at Wembley. Just another all-time classic between two of the best tag teams of all time. If you've never seen these two fight before, check out the Wembley match. It'll probably be like a 10 out of 10 if it's the first time you've ever seen it. But this is like my... Like fourth or fifth FTR Bucks match, but it's still great. And the first star goes to the Stadium Stampede match at Wembley. That thing was a massacre with 
Moxley in the Blackpool and Penta and Orange Cassidy, blood everywhere, weapons, cutlery, barbed wire, everything except fire. It was amazing. It was my favorite Stampede match that they've done in AEW, and it was just a fucking train wreck. It was bananas, and it's my favorite match of the week by far, and it'll probably be one of my favorite matches of the whole entire year. So that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Let me know what you think about CM Punk's firing and the future of AEW. Do you think this is uh, really bad? Uh, are they going to be able to get out of this AEW? I think yes, easily. They just got so much other talent and other things going on. CM Punk, after a year, is just going to be a blip in the in the history of AEW, I think. So I think they'll be okay. It's going to be fine. And uh, yeah, so upcoming, I got uh, we're going to be doing the reviews for Payback and All Out. That'll be a separate episode sometime this week, more than likely like Monday or Tuesday area should be out around then. I still need to watch them. And uh, I got a big gamer cast coming out this week. I got a versus ready to go Guitar Hero versus Rock Band. Major, major game in my history. It's go. I think it's the longest, biggest episode that I've done uh, in terms of the gamer cast. It's a big one, so uh, keep your eyes out for that. Should be dropping that on Wednesday, I'm thinking. So uh, keep your eyes out for the big verses this week. And yeah, enjoy your long weekend, everybody. I'm enjoying my long weekend. I don't have to go to work today. This is awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be watching wrestling all day. So enjoy your long weekend, everybody. Go back and check out any of the GX GamerCast episodes. They get uploaded on YouTube and everything. Follow along over there. Leave comments for wrestling, video games, and hockey. Get your questions answered live on the podcast if you would like. That would be really awesome. Follow on Twitter. All the links are in the description. There's an email address, so have added everybody. And again, thank you for listening and enjoy your weekend. We'll be back with more GX Plus Cased.